Welcome to the Top Flight Podcast. We continue our Road to Moscow series, previewing all 32 teams for the 2018 World Cup in Russia. Esteban Bailey here with Mahit Kamaj. Today, we're going to be talking about Uruguay. They have won two World Cup titles. The first one in 1930, which was the first ever World Cup, uh, when it was staged in their home country of Uruguay. And they won in 1950 when they upset the Brazilians in the Maracanã, which the Brazilians still refer to as the Maracanazo. However, if you talk to some Uruguayans, they'll likely tell you that they've won four titles because they like to include the 1924 and 1928 Olympic victories. Now, Uruguay was one of the greatest teams in the world from the 1920s and 30s, and aside from their magnificent victory in 1950, they haven't really hit the same heights. However, there has been a revival for the national team this past decade. In 2010, they surprised everyone as Diego Forlan and Luis Suarez dragged Uruguay to the semifinals, eliminating Africa's greatest hope in Ghana in a spectacularly controversial quarterfinal. Luis Suarez purposefully handled the ball in the box to prevent a goal in the last minute of extra time, and with the last kick of the game, Ghana hit the crossbar with the penalty kick, and Uruguay eventually beat them in penalties. They were not as successful in 2014 as they were defeated in the round of 16 by James Rodriguez in Colombia, which produced one of the greatest goals in World Cup history as James chested it and hit a beautiful ball from outside the box. Of course, that World Cup is also famous for Luis Suarez biting Giorgio Cialini on the shoulder and subsequently being banned for nearly a year from international football. They qualified in second place in common ball, and people are quietly confident that this Uruguayan team could make a surprise return to the semifinals again especially considering that they are in Group A with Russia, Saudi Arabia, and Egypt. Now, Mahith, can you tell me a little bit about their roster and uh, beside the fact that they have two of the two of the world's best strikers in Luis Suarez and Edison Cavani? Yes, of course. Um, Cavani and Suarez, both 31, so this is one of their, their last chances to, to really make an impact on the international stage. But, of course, both are currently world-class strikers. I would probably consider both as top five strikers in the world. So... Uruguay are absolutely, you know, um, thriving in that position. And, of course, defense as well. They've got the Atletico Madrid pairing at center back, Jimenez and Godin, who, of course, we've seen under Diego Simeone have been impenetrable almost. Um, and then in net, they have Muslera, who, who, who's been a long-term starter for them. He's 31, so he, he's still a, a, a good starter. And I think I think this our, our Uruguay team in the past their midfield has been their weakest link, but over the past few years they've actually developed some some great talent. And I think this Uruguay team could actually be better than the one in 2010 on paper at least. Um, if you look at uh, Vecino, who who has uh, rose to stardom at Internazionale, um, Diego Rodrigo, sorry, Ben Tanker, who who um, is at Juve now and started in some big games this year, Lucas Torreira at Sampdoria, I think, could be a top midfielder in world football in the future. Only 22, only two Uruguay caps, but I think he'll play a big part in this tournament. And then they, of course, have um, George Ande Aracieta, who, who's playing at Cruzeiro. I think he'll make a move to Europe after this tournament. I, I did a thread on Twitter and I included him as one of my potential breakout stars in the tournament because I really like the way he plays, a great all-around midfielder. So yeah, I think I think Uruguay are set. Their starting eleven is actually very very strong. Um, they perhaps have that midfield diamond with Cavani and Suarez up front. Um, yeah, they, they have a lot of options with their starting eleven. Wing backs even are actually pretty strong. Maxi Pereira and um, Gaston Silva. But yeah, this this Uruguay team is actually really really good on paper. Yeah, I mean I, I'm a big fan of this Uruguayan team. I you know uh, I like to watch a lot of combo ball qualifiers. And in the beginning of the qualification campaign, there seemed to be this crisis because they, as you said, like 
they have slowly developed their midfielders, but during the early qualification process, they were getting absolutely overrun in the midfield. And finally, the manager was able to put in these younger players like Betancourt and Vecino. And, you know, it's been revolution like it's been unbelievable the the progress they've made they came in second behind brazil they've been one of the better teams in south america they're devastating on the counterattack. they're defensively really sound as you would expect from an uruguayan team and they're also really really good on set pieces i mean you basically have four strikers in the box on a set piece when you have godin jimenez suarez and cavani all there just you know grappling for the ball now hopefully suarez does not bite anyone at this world cup he hasn't had an incident like that for many years but you never know. With VAR, it's going to be even more hilarious if that actually happens. But I'm very, I'm very curious about this team because, as we said, they're in an easy group. Now, we'll get to expectations later, but they are in an easy group. And you can't talk about this Uruguayan team unless you talk about this path that they have that has just opened up for them that they can potentially get to the semifinals. Now, can Cavani, you know, replicate the kind of form that Diego Forlan did at the 2010 World Cup? Can Suarez do his form at the 2010 World Cup? That remains to be seen because... As we saw in 2014, they were a little bit underwhelming. They did qualify from the group. They did beat England 2-1. I think they drew against Italy and they uh, lost, but they lost to Costa Rica. I mean, it's interesting. They are this fascinating team that plays football in the way that you'd want an international team to play. Defensively sound with world-class attackers. But what do you you think? I mean, like they have this path to the the semifinals. What What do you think about that? Yeah, I think this has been lined up very well for them. Their their group A is <laughs> they they probably are very happy with that. Of course, Russia, Egypt, and um, uh, sorry, what's the third team? Oh, Saudi Arabia. Sa- Saudi Arabia, right? Yeah, um, yeah. So that, that's actually probably the easiest group they could have got. Of course, Egypt, no pushover. Russia, no pushover. Of course, as the hosts. But I think Uruguay will will, um, will like the path that's been set up for them. Um, group um, B, they'll likely be paying Portugal, if or you know whoever whoever gets the worst result in that Portugal Spain game will likely finish second in the group, I guess. So Uruguay might have a have an iffy iffy time in the round of sixteen, but I think with their group, they they, they are set to to make the knockout stages, and then and then from there it's really anybody's game. Yeah, I look at this Uruguayan team, and I I see this perfectly suited knockout stage team. If they played Spain, I think that's a terrible matchup for Spain. I think Spain is going to have a hard time breaking down that Uruguayan defense, and you just give one ball to Suarez over the top, and he can make, you know, magic happen. Cavani is a devastating finisher, although... I'm I'm pretty sure we're gonna see one of those famous Cavani misses, uh, which is just gonna light Twitter on fire, which I'm very excited for. Um, but you know, it's it's gonna be interesting because uh, if you play if they play Portugal, it's teams that are very similar at least tactically. But I think Port I I don't really like this Portuguese team that much. Uh, but I think Uruguay could beat them, and if they made the quarterfinals, I mean, I think Uruguay could beat Argentina. I think Uruguay could beat uh, some of the pretenders uh, to the you know to the favorites like maybe they're not at the level to beat Brazil or Germany but they're likely not even going to play Brazil or Germany until the semifinals so I think Uruguay has this chance to do well in this tournament um, I'm you know I let's just get into the expectations because I think we've gone over this roster we know what they're like we know what this Uruguayan team can do and we are certain that they're going to get nine points from this from this group I mean it would take a it would take quite a game from Mohamed Salah or maybe even like extreme home field advantage from Russia. I'm not even going to give Saudi Arabia a chance in that game. That's going to be 3-0. But uh, so the, you think they're going to get nine points from this group, right? Yes, I do. Yeah. I, I think that that's their goal. 
And I, I do think they'll get that. Yeah, e- Egypt, of course, will probably be their biggest test. Um, they they actually have a decent team. Egypt have a good defense, which actually is quite underrated. Of course, always drowned out by Mo Salah, but um, that game between Egypt and Uruguay will be nice. That's on the the I think the the second day of the World Cup. But yeah, I think Uruguay will will end up with nine points by the end of it, or or potentially seven if if Egypt or Russia can come up with something. But I don't see them losing a game. So so let's. I want to I want to go over so I'm pretty high on them but I, I want to temper my expectations of the favorites which I guess we could say are Brazil Germany maybe Spain Argentina maybe um, which of those teams does Uruguay like do they just completely lose to or do they have a chance of like how far uh, in this tournament can they go and who do they lose to if they get to the semifinals well I think if we have to see how how Spain does in Group B, because if, if Spain finishes second, if, as in if Spain finishes in a position where they have to play Uruguay in the round of sixteen, I don't think Uruguay has has a big chance in that game. I think Spain would beat them, even with Uruguay's strong defense. I think that that's a that's a real mountain to climb for them. But I think I think they would have a good chance against Portugal, and as you mentioned, I actually think they would have a good chance against Argentina. Argentina are not the team they were even four years ago, and I don't see them getting getting very far. I think quarterfinals maybe for Argentina would be max. But yeah, I could easily see see Uruguay upsetting any of those teams. I think Germany though, Germany, France, Brazil would be a, a bit a bit too big of a task for them as is as is Spain. So I think they'll be hoping that they play Portugal in the next round. Of course, if they don't have to play Morocco, Iran, um, and then I think they'll relish the task of playing up against Argentina. Of course, many of those guys, club teammates, Suarez and um, Messi, of course. But yeah, I think I think they can they can definitely beat Portugal and Argentina. And, so I, and so I it, guess we could. I I think I guess. Yeah, I think you've tempered my expectation a little bit, but I do think that uh, quarterfinals is probably. That's the bare minimum for this Uruguayan squad. If they, as long as the draw continues to play out the way they want it to, with Portugal instead of Spain, right? Yes, I agree. All right, I think that's I think that's fair. But I, everybody's got to watch out for this Uruguayan team. They they could be a surprise semifinal contender. So that's our preview of Uruguay. Plenty more previews to come. Plenty more teams to talk about as we continue our road to Moscow on the Top Flight Podcast. <laughs>